From the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar. As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a smoser or two, and make yourself very uncomfortable. Hey folks, before we jump into this episode, I just want to say a huge thank you for all of your support over the last few months. As you know, this podcast was an idea that I came up with whilst I had COVID at the end of last year, but the feedback from the listeners has been absolutely amazing. I love all the messages I received through LinkedIn, through email directly, and even the verbal feedback that some of my fellow colleagues have been giving me as well. So really want to thank you for all of your support, which brings me on to some great news. I was super chuffed when I got to hear that this show has been nominated for the Creative Industry Awards and specifically in the category of Best Content Creator. Now, none of that would be possible without the amazing guests that I get onto the show. I'm purely a facilitator of conversation. So most of the credit has to go to the great insights that people bring to this podcast. So in return, I have a huge favor to ask from you. If you could please cast your votes for me following the link in the description on whichever platform you're listening or watching this podcast episode on, that would be hugely appreciated. I have no expectation of winning any award. However, it would be great to be able to ramp up some support. And votes close on midnight on the 28th of August. So please do get in your votes before then. So if you click on the link, scroll down to the best content creator section, and you'll see my name somewhere in the list. And then if you submit your vote, that would be much appreciated. And thank you once again for supporting the podcast. Now let's jump into the episode. Hey folks, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Superpower School podcast. I'm your host, Paddy Dander, and I am super excited today because I have a fellow Brummie with me. She is somebody who has a lot of experience in the entertainment industry, and she's a brave entrepreneur who's come up with an amazing idea. And I am so interested in knowing how she's going to take this idea forward. And I think anyone that's looking to bring one of their ideas to market in some way or other, no matter how crazy, how big it is, I think you will get a lot of value from this conversation. So without further ado, I want to welcome Unique Monique to the show. I am very well, Paddy. Thank you very much for that awesome introduction. Yeah, you make me sound special and better than I am, I'd say. I mean, to me, I'm just, you know, just Monique, a regular girl from Birmingham. Um, you know, but as you say, I had this dream and it seems to be, you know, doing extremely well, bigger than I ever imagined. So I'm happy to share, you know, what I'm working on, the opportunities that it's opening up to myself and other people, you know, in the creative industry, not just in the UK, but, you know, overseas as well. Yeah, and it's surreal. I am yeah. so excited to know more. But before we jump into your idea and your journey on that idea, Tell us a bit about your background, because I believe you started off in more of a corporate environment. 
Yes. So I have just under 16 years experience in human resources. So, you know, my last role in the corporate world, if you like, was as a HR manager. And I then went into HR consulting. So I've done that for many years. So that was a Monday to Friday job, if you like. But I've always had my toe in the door in the creative industry. You know, so I'd work on film sets, doing makeup. I've worked as a model. Of the music does, of the all kinds of things. So I've always juggled two separate lives, if you like. You know, I'd be at working in suits, doing disciplinaries, and doing interviews during the week. And then on the weekend, you know, looking all pretty, walking on catwalk, training models, and all kinds of stuff. Wow, yeah. what a contrast that is from a real corporate, very formal environment, as you mentioned, and then doing completely different stuff on the side. Like, were your colleagues ever aware of this other life that you had outside of work? Yeah, they've always been aware. I mean, I'm <laughs> they used to call me the glamorous HR manager. Because, you know, like we never go to work without heels. My hair would always be in place. My nails would always be done. And that was because I'd have to be ready for the weekend. You know, I'd probably get a last minute job come through. So, you know, and, and that just means a person anyway. So they were fully aware of it. And a lot of days, you know, on a Monday morning, I'd go into work and they'd be like, so what have you done this weekend, Monique? What superstar have you been rubbing shoulders with? You know, what catwalk? So yeah, they loved it. It was really nice, you know, having those kind of discussions with people in the workplace. But it was really hard at times juggling the two. Um, because you can imagine, you know, being at the you know, red carpet event, you know, rebar, you know, of all these amazing creatives to a Monday morning working. I mean, I used to work predominantly manufacturing, so it's a completely different environment. I had to put on metal steel cap shoes to go on the factory floor and, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Mad contrast. But um, it was fun. It was fun. And I think I've been able to incorporate what I've learned from the corporate world and kind of bring it into the creative world. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and vice versa. I mean, even in the corporate world, a lot of the projects that I used to do in the office were quite inappropriate, I'd say, and different and creative to some extent. And that was because obviously the full of life, if you like, <laughs> I used the lead. Tell us about some of your highlights. So you mentioned you were rubbing shoulders with some celebs. What are some of the highlights from that time? There's quite a few, but I mean, recently, I could say, I mean, they don't like to really name drop, but I went to, Chris Rock was on tour recently, so she came to the UK, and a really close friend of mine's close friend, Chris Rock, you know, and he gave me a couple of my girls some tickets. So we went to the sports arena in Birmingham, you know, got all those front row seats, managed to go backstage, didn't meet Chris Rock backstage, but then as soon as the event finished, we had a call to say, you know, call to you. And the hotel, we're having drinks with Chris Rock and I'm sitting there <laughs> literally having drinks with Chris Rock and just chilling for a couple of hours. Um, wow. You know, and obviously anybody knows, you know, what happened with me. So it, it was, it was to me, I mean, I'm used to, you know, being around certain people. But then the conversations that I have in the office, you know, when I go back the following day and I'm like, look, I've got a picture with him, you know. So that's just one example. Did you get to actually speak to him one-on-one or was it more of a group? Yeah, I mean, obviously I just put his class section security and his management. <laughs> yeah, we just stopped speaking and then cheap or fucking the balance. How, how yeah. do you break the ice with someone like Chris Rock? I mean, I think with a lot of people, you could say something funny, right? But, you know, he's the king of comedy. So what do you say yeah. to break the ice with someone like that? I mean, I'm used to, for me personally, I'm just myself. I mean, 
as much as these people are legends, you know, and they're phenomenal people and they're famous, to me, they're just people. So I just approach them as people. Obviously, yeah, I, do, I know you as well because I hire critics as opposed to kind of what's your name, you know, might sometimes say I like what you did in this movie or I like what you did on stage. But a lot of the time, we just have normal general chit chat for doing with everybody else. And I think they appreciate that. Because they're so used to fans running up to them wanting a signature. Oh my God, there's so-and-so. You know, especially after a show, you don't really want to be still telling jokes. You just want to relax. So a lot of the time, it's just me and I just have normal, if you can call it normal, conversations. I don't get starstruck. I think that's one of I, I just don't get, I'll just never be that kind of person. Right. And in terms of the previous work that you've done, anything that you'd like to share there around some of the big gigs that you secured? Yeah. So I've done various music videos, you know, all the time. I recently got into acting. So I studied at Identity School of Acting, my Identity Drum School in London, IDSA. I actually started that during lockdown. It's something that I always wanted to do, but because of me working the corporate world, it's really hard to juggle the two. But during lockdown, I thought, well, I'm going to have a look to see, you know, if I can get into drama school. And they had an online course, so I auditioned and I got the part. And from there, you know, learning various new skills, riding up to be open to the camera and connecting with a lot of people. I started working on a few short films. I also signed up as an essential supporting artist. Some people call them TV extras, but they write technology supporting up um, artists um, and from that I've managed to be on set of Tom Cruise so Mission Impossible 7 recently that was about five or six days shooting in Birmingham Grand Central it was in the news you know all that I've been on set with Priyanka Johal I done work on BBC it's called Show Trail I'm currently filming a huge film called God Tech, which is out next year Quite a bit. And I also host, so I host fashion shows as well, an event called Fashion Show Live during London Fashion Week. I host that twice a year. Um, so yeah, I do quite a bit when I think about it, but I think because it's just what I'm used to doing, it's just, it's just a job really, but it's something that I really enjoy and love. So I don't, you know, really sing about it. But when I speak to people about what I do, they're like, oh my God, you know. I've started presenting now as well, actually. So I've recently interviewed Richard Blackwood. So that should be coming out pretty soon. I think it's already been edited. It'll be coming out on a new TV platform called Pivot TV, which is another one platform. So I've done that as well. Yeah. Oh my God. That is phenomenal. Yeah. I had no idea. I know you and I had a few words before we kicked off the episode and you were saying, oh yeah, this is my background, but that's phenomenal to hear the great stuff you've been doing. So thank you so much for sharing that. So Monique, let's talk about your idea. Yeah. So tell me, how did you come up with this idea? And if you want to explain more about it, so the listeners know exactly what we're talking about. Yes. So I have an award ceremony coming up on the 22nd of October called the Creative Industry Award. So it's an award ceremony that celebrates the talent of creative individuals and the success of creative companies across the UK. Now, it's an idea that I've had for a couple of years. And I think it's because I have worked in so many different parts of the industry. So you now from the modelling, the pageantry, I've done the makeup artist side of things. I know movie directors, I know comedians. You know, I just thought to myself, what can I do to kind of bring everybody together? And I mean, with what I do, I come across so many talented people that nobody knows about. I mean, obviously we've got the backers, we've got you know, all these large awards and all these four people who have made it and have made it massive. But what about those people who are phenomenal but 
don't get the recognition. But also sometimes the people that are in the background as well, you know, I mean, I've got quite a few ideas from next year, but there are people that do so much work in the background that don't get a look in. And so I thought, what could I do to kind of put everybody together, celebrate everybody and just get everybody in the room, you know, because I mean, for myself, I get a lot of people that all come to me and say, Monique, you know, a model, I need a model for this photo shoot, do you know, a videographer to help me film this video, this commercial. And I thought, I know quite a lot of people and this is information, you know, these contacts are out there, but nobody knows. Especially if you're new to the industry, where do you go to find information? How do you find contacts? And also sometimes, I say it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm. You know, you can email somebody a hundred times and because you're not a name, you know, you've not got that very fun ticker on Instagram or whatever, you're not going to get a look in. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to put something together. Well, I can, we can just celebrate people. And I think that comes from my HR background as well. Um, you know, employee recognition and all of that kind of inclusivity. You know, I'm really passionate about that as a as a person, and not just because of me working. You know, having a background in human resources, that is just something that I'm really passionate about. And um, so it's just for me, it's giving giving back, giving money, you know, to the community. And I think during lockdown. You know, a lot of these creatives kept us entertained. You know, I used to see in lives on Instagram, you know, there were comedians, you know, they had, they couldn't work, but they were doing stuff for free on Instagram and they helped so many people get through. Like, friend, and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to give it a go. I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's going to work, but I'm going to give it a go. I mentioned to a couple of my contacts and I said, yeah, you know, it sounds like a good idea. Wait for money. I didn't think it would work. If that makes sense, I thought it would take a couple of years mm-hmm. or a couple of tries for it to really take off. Well, it's bigger than me <laughs> at the moment. It's growing at a phenomenal rate. The nominations that came in, you know, have come in from across the country. I've even had a couple of people from overseas, you know, say, can we get involved? Can we be nominated? And it's only UK based creators and companies at the moment. But and I've had so many the answer people. Oh my God, thank you so much for the recognition. It's just, it's just so heart, heartwarming for me. Because I love to serve people. That, that's just me. A couple of years ago, I had a really good talk with one of my, my friends who's quite well-known creative. And he said to me, you know, you need to find your purpose. And I think I was at a low point because I was juggling, you know, the corporate and the creative side of things. And nobody wants to see in an office, you know. And I just thought to myself, I'm, I'm so much more than this. Sitting in an office behind a screen, what can I do? And I was like, you know what, I want to serve others, but how can I do that? You know, and so that's why I came up with the idea. Wow. Yeah. And, and when was this? So when did you start to think about th- these new awards? Because you said the actual awards are taking place on the 22nd of October. So if I just work backwards, like, yeah. wait, when did it all start? I mean, I've had the idea for years. Well, I actually put it into motion this year. I literally, I think it was probably February or March this year. I woke up and I was like, you know what? You've had this idea for a very long time. Just do it. And so I came up with the name and, you know, I went on to um, buy the domain. I was like, oh my gosh, I called it UK available and went on to Instagram. I'm like, gosh, it's available. I applied for the trademark. I was like, how is this name available? It's, it's meant to be, you know, stretch the point, try to exactly what it is. I thought, you know what, if I don't do it now, somebody else is going to do it, you know, eventually. You're thinking of something, you've got another hundred people that are thinking of the same thing. It's just who is brave enough 
to actually bring that idea to mind. So I thought, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. So I, I actually left the corporate world in June. And I decided to like leave my corporate job and focus full time on this. So I've taken a risk, you know, but I'm at that point in my life where if I don't take that risk now, I'm never going to do it. Wow, that's a huge step. A lot of people are put off by following their dreams because of that exact reason that, yes, I've got these great ideas, but how can I possibly put them into action? And what often holds us back is not wanting to leave our full-time employment because that's obviously paying the bills. So what was your thought process around that? How did you make that leap? Because that's a brave decision. It's a very brave decision. And if I'm honest, I didn't think about it because I thought if I think about it, I'm never going to do it. So I'm just going to put trust in faith and I'm just going to go for it. If it doesn't work, for whatever reason, I've still got more qualifications. I've still got, you know, 16 years experience behind me. I can always go back into the corporate world if needs be. And obviously I do the whole thing, you know, I mean, obviously that's on a freelance basis. So that is not worth guaranteed every week, every month, you know, you send an invoice, it takes forever to get paid. But I thought, I'm going to just take the risk. You have to take risks in life, don't you? But they, they say, don't they, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And I'm like, right, I'm going through it. Oh, that's awesome. And going back to your initial point around these awards are for creatives and for maybe some of those unsung heroes. We live in an age that is perfect for creatives because it's never been a better time, I think, to be alive as a creative than it is now. Everything we look at feels like there's some creative minds behind it, whether that be advertising, social media, like whatever that might be. And I just think your timing couldn't be better. Like as as a creative myself, I'm looking at these awards and thinking, yeah, why hasn't anyone ever done this before? Or at least I haven't heard of anyone else doing it. So even if they're out there, they're not as prominent that people know about it. And that's right. I mean, I've had so many people, I mean, when I first started to promote it's an oh my gosh, I was actually saying last week, why isn't there an award like this? I've had people DM me saying, I was thinking of doing this myself. I mean, picking the categories, there's 14 categories in total. It was 21, now it's down to 14, went to 18, now it's back down. I tried to strategically pick them so that I could more or less cover all areas of the creative industry. I mean, there were still some areas that I haven't covered and I've learned that as I've gone along. So, you know, obviously add certain things in next year, but I've tried to cover as many avenues as possible under the 14. So if you see the breakdown for certain ones like content creating, for example, you've got podcasters, you've got influencers, you know, and you've got journalists. I mean, I got the help from one of our really good friends, Andre. We, one day we just sat down and freshed out the, the categories. But I mean, there are other awards out there, but I don't think there's anything like this that focuses on such a vast, you know, variety of categories. I mean, we've got actors in there, obviously, you've got lives of you know, actors, acting, awards, ceremonies, if you like, but I don't think anything that I'm aware of. You mentioned there you've got one of your friends involved, but I'm sure you've got a whole team of other people who are helping out. So how do you bring these people on board? Like you must have some magic in terms of how you influence people. How do you get to bring people on board on this journey with you? I mean, I've I've tried to work with people who have a similar vision as I do. A lot of them actually are people who I've worked with in the past. 
you know, I've got Roxy. We do a lot of the backstage training during London Fashion Week, a lot of the hosting. Hilary Davis is an actress. I met her on set last year. Oliver Morris, who's an amazing photographer, but he's a close friend of mine. So there's a few people who I've got on board who are actually friends. I've got Mickey, who, you know, I don't know Mickey personally, which but I do now, but Mickey came to me from Hillary. So the majority of us are all, you know, friends of a friend. And this is why I say sometimes who you know. So we've got Victor on board, who he was recommended to us. And I think because it's such a good idea, if I'm honest, then as you say, I think because it's destined to be huge. I think, you know, I've had people literally messaging me, can we get involved? Can we be sponsored? Can we partner with you? And because I think the idea is, it's, it's unique, but it, it's quite simple and it's, it's crazy that nobody has thought of it before. If I'm honest, but also I think, I mean, you know, I'm not verified on Instagram, but I'm a beauty, but I don't have, you know, 30,000 followers, but I do have, you know, a really, I would say strong Instagram page whereby you can see what I do. I am very strategic in what I post on my Instagram page and it is my portfolio, if you like. So if I am posting London Fashion Week, when I've met Chris Rock, all of these are on my Instagram so people can see, okay, this girl, she's only a small lady from Birmingham, but she knows a lot of people, you know, she's got some really good connections. So I think that's one of the reasons why, I mean, I've got a friend who's a movie director and he called me the other day to see how it was going. And he said, how are you doing this? And he goes, do you know what? It's because it's you, because of you, the person that you are, you know. I mean, I go above and beyond to help people. There's a lot of things that I've done for free and I've volunteered in the past. And, you know, I've had people say to me, I would never do that for free or I'd never help out so-and-so. But I can want on all these people now, you know. And I've never done it because I want to ask for better in the future. But I think because, like I say, I like to serve others, you know, it's obviously this is my reward coming back to me now. Yeah, I was going to say that, Monique. I think just even the short time that I've got to know you on this episode and, you know, a couple of talks before that, what comes across is you being a very humble person. There's no ego there. Like when you mentioned some of the work you've been doing in the past and types of people you've been meeting and someone who is very humble. And I was going to say, I noticed that straight away. And I think your friend's absolutely spot on in that people buy into you as a person and then they buy into the concept. And I just give you a recent example. I have people pinging me now asking, Hey, Paddy, can I be a guest on the podcast? And you know, for me, the door is open. Like I'm never one to say, Oh no, you don't meet the criteria or whatever. Like as long as people are enthusiastic, they have passionate stories and there's some insights that people can learn from. It's an open door. But yeah. the funny thing was I had this individual the other day and they said, oh, Paddy, can I be a podcast guest? I said, yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. Paddy, can you send me some information about the podcast? How many followers do you have? What reaches your audience and all of this good stuff? And I said, to be honest, I said, I don't have that many. Like, I'm not going to throw out big numbers because I don't. And and that's never what it's been about. And there was a really interesting reply I got back because the reply was, I'm a little bit busy at the moment. So I think I'll give it a miss for now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I got you email me in the first place. And now I've been rejected, but that's okay. And part of this experience for me in the podcast has really made me more resilient because initially when I was getting rejections, when I'd reach out to people, I felt quite hurt at times. And I think, you know, for, for me, when you meet other people that have a similar mindset, then it's awesome. So yeah, really well done. And I'm super excited for you. Thank you. I'd also like to mention that, you know, it's opened up a lot of doors. So I've, I've got nine judges on my panel. And even that, you know, I'm, they're my judges, but 
I want them to network as well. So we're going to have Zoom meetings. I've got, you know, I've got Michael from Brazil. I've got Nikki from Spain. I've got Sona who's in India. I've got Victor in LA. You know, so we've literally gone international with this thing. And even the fact that I know that I've connected all these people together is just heartwarming for me. And, you know, like, like what you say earlier about the numbers and stuff, I always, I don't care about people being them. I don't care about the numbers. It's the person and it's the impact that they have. And I think if you can impact just one person in your life, you've served your purpose, just one. You've done your job on earth. And that, that's me. You know, I mean, the fact that I've been able to connect people, the fact that we can honour these creatives, the fact that, you know, they've got a platform, you know, I've done my job. That, I mean, even with regards, you know, the money side of it, I, I didn't even do it for that. If I'm, I'm totally honest, you know, I mean, my friend asked me, you know, so when are you going to make? I don't really care at this point. You know, I just want to have a really good event, connect people, you know, and then just see. You only takes us from there. It's opened a really good door for myself as well, actually. So the Creative Industry Wars is actually partnered up with Rubyverse. So Richard Miguel Chan in LA, he's one of my judges. We've had numerous Zoom meetings, you know, it's crazy because he's actually an Emmy Award judge and he's a film director, you know, and he owns a production company. And we're now working on something really quite special that's going to be filmed in, in America. So, you know, we do cross-promoting there. So I'm actually, you know, magazines. He sent me a link yesterday of a magazine that I'm in America. I'm like, this is absolutely crazy. Oh, wow. Wow. Of magazines. This, this young woman from Birmingham is hitting the big lights out there in LA. That's awesome. And so where do you see the awards going? Like, what's your vision for the future? Yeah. So I see, I think the awards eventually going international. I see... You know, I mean, I've said to all of my team, even the promotions that I do, the promoting that I've got, it has to be top notch straight away because I see it going to the end of the bathers, the model goals. That is the plan that I have and um, for the creative industry awards. And I just, you know, I see it growing. You know, I mean, it's growing already next year and it's already going to be bigger and I haven't even had this year's event yet. So yeah, I see it going international. Oh, amazing. So you heard it here first, folks. These awards, just keep your eyes out for more social media posts on the awards. And if people want to look at the nominations, vote for them. And by the way, yours truly is part of one of the nominations. Please do check that one out on the Best Content Creator Award. So I'm going to give myself a plug there. Uh, but no, I'm only joking. How do people vote and what's the URL? I mean, we'll post it in the show notes yeah. as well, but it'd be good to just to hear how people can vote. Yeah, sure. So the website address is www.creativeindustryawards.co.uk and, and there is a public voting tab at the top. Literally select that. You can scroll through all the different nominations for the categories and select who you like. If you look on our Instagram page, Creative Industry Awards, you can see pictures of all the nominations and I've tagged everybody. We've got about 140 nominees up in total and they've all been tagged so you can have a scroll through and have a look at their pages and then make it from there if you don't recognize a name under a certain category and can people from anywhere vote or is it only uk-based people that come up i'm glad you've asked that question actually so quickly the voting opened up on the 8th of august and within the first four hours we've had a thousand votes which was amazing. But obviously I can look at the back office and I've noticed that we've had, crazy, actually, this is crazy to me, that we've had votes from across the world. We've had New Zealand, we've had India, we've had Africa. So people can vote 
from anywhere in the world. Obviously, the nominations are only open to the UK and companies and creatives, but the people can vote from anywhere around the world and they are. And voting closes the 28th of August. Yeah, so voting closes the 28th of August. And then the judges, what we will do, we will pick the top, maybe three or four for each category. And then we'll all go away and individually score those. And then that will obviously highlight to us who the winners are. But the winners themselves will not be announced until the 22nd of October at the actual award itself. Now, there is an award for Creative Legacy. That's a special one. So that person is not up for public voting. Um, They've already been selected. People find out who that is on the day of the awards. But that's a very, very special award that's gone out to a very phenomenal person within the creative industry. That's the only one that nobody will know. Well, I'm super excited now to know who that is. So I'll definitely be looking out for them. Yeah, and also I want to also mention that the, the award itself, something that I incorporated, which I think is probably quite unique from the awards, is the first time it's actually a networking event. The first hour, you know, any creatives that want to purchase tickets, they'll be going on sale soon. You know, there's the award ceremony. We've got some phenomenal creatives performing on the night. But there's also a networking event first, six till seven, because again, I'm just trying to get everybody to connect as much as they can. I don't want to get everybody in the room, you know, we're all saying, we're capable, you know, and it's another way of just connecting people. So yeah, there'll be networking event first and then the actual ceremony starts at seven o'clock and then we've got an online showcase. Remind me exactly where the ceremony is taking place. I know it's in Birmingham, but what's the actual location? So it's Infinity Art. So it's actually, again, this is a new art centre in Birmingham. And they haven't been open very long at all. But, you know, they, it's a creative hub. So they did dance lessons there, then some singing lessons, piano lessons. It's a really phenomenal place, actually, because they have all the facilities, you know, like your week and the readers and theatres but it's, it's quite a nice little gem a lot of people don't know about it yet so again trying to put them on the map as well so yeah and BTR just outside Birmingham city centre fantastic I was going to say after the success of the Commonwealth Games because mm-hmm. I have to say the team that put that event together did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. and Coming from Birmingham myself, always a massive advocate of anything that helps promote this wonderful city. And I think we often live in the shadow of London and some of the other cities around the UK. And finally, uh, we're seeing more and more events happening here. So fantastic that you decided to actually have the ceremony here in Birmingham as well. Yeah, well, that's why I did because, you know, a lot of the events that I go to, they are in London and, you know, we've got some phenomenal creatives here and I've discovered so many more in the process of, you know, working on these awards. Um, and I just think, you know, let's, let's, we're the second biggest city. Let's groom people here. You know, we've got some amazing, it's an amazing city, amazing creatives. You said Commonwealth Games here recently. Well, I just, and I'm from Bengal myself. So it just makes sense to have it at home. Yeah. There we go. And on that note, Monique, I just want to thank you. I'm going to give you the last word. Is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners about the awards or the future where you're going to be taking this? I'd just like to say for anybody, you know, that isn't following our Instagram, even if they can't, you know, attend or they don't want to attend for whatever reason, follow the Instagram page. As of, you know, this Sunday coming, we're going to be holding an Instagram live, eight till nine. So, you know, any of the nominees can come on. They can showcase their talent of to the judges and the public, but also any creatives that are actually following the page can come on. If you're not a creative, you're an aspiring creative, you can find ask us questions you know one of those judges will be to hand and often that I'd like to mention quickly as well is equality and diversity is a huge 
think we know. We're all the same. We're all one. So I have quite a few individuals who are from nominations who have got disabilities. And this, and I've got a couple of designers who work predominantly with disabled models, the tabled actors. And I think what I want to do for this award as well is highlight, you know, a lot of these individuals, but also highlight the difficulties that they face because, you know, it, it, there's a lot of barriers for a lot of people, ethnic minorities and also disabled people. And I'm hoping that, you know, the future for this award is one, to celebrate individuals, but also to highlight some of the issues that, that a lot of people face, be financial, you know, their background, be because of their educational, you know, attainment. Maybe they didn't do it in school. You know, you know, I just want to kind of open it up for those people as well. That is my main focus for the awards as well. So that is something that I'll be focusing and pushing quite heavily, you know, over the next few months and the next few years to come. What a lovely thought to end this particular episode. So thank you for sharing that, Monique. So there's no excuse for anyone not to vote. Look, there's some phenomenal people up for nomination. And I think there's a, an amazing purpose behind the awards as well. So please check out the links that will be in the show notes, no matter what platform you're listening or watching us on. And please do take part and vote for your favourites. So thank you so much once again, Monique. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 